Well, hey y'all, hey y'all, hey y'all. This is a brand new day with Stephanie J. And no, this is not my theme song and it is not my normal introduction. But I thought I'd start this off with a little bit of strawberry lemonade and how good does that sound on a scorching hot day like today (laughs) that is the title of this instrumental that i enjoy so much from my son and i just not long ago came out the heat and i sure could use a glass of strawberry lemonade in fact i just bought some strawberries i should have picked oh no wait 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 I picked up a whole bag of lemons too. So I just might have to get my blender working today with some strawberry lemonade. Anyway, any who, anyhow, I pray that you are well on this day. And even in the heat, we know the Bible says that this is the day that the Lord has made. So let us rejoice and be glad in it. And so Even though I don't particularly like heat or like being out in the hot weather, I'm rejoicing and just thankful for another day. I think I turned about a good shade and a half darker. I left out at uh, after six o'clock this morning and boy, I tell you, it got so hot out there that I just had to cut it short and come on back. It's been an adventurous weekend. I would spend some time in D.C., And another area in Virginia, I'll talk a little bit about some of the things that I was noticing out in, you know, in that area uh, yesterday. But I'm going to let you know, even right now, that this is going to be the last episode for a brand new day with Stephanie J for some time. And I'm not certain the time, you know, I shut it down uh, before and I stayed off, I think about a few weeks. I'm not sure the time, but it, it becomes necessary to kind of let it rest. And there are so many reasons why so many endeavors, so many things that have been taking place. And as I've come to a point, especially going into this new season where I need to really focus and concentrate on some more um, important things that are going on right now. And so I don't want to be divided or, you know, constantly having to uh, (laughs) come up with things to talk about. I mean, it's just so much. And unless you podcast or, you know, do some type of broadcasting or speaking, you don't understand the energy and the time you know, uh, that it takes the effort that it takes. I'm going to play this again, the strawberry lemonade. You, you don't understand. And sometimes it can be, uh, draining. And then you're talking me. I, I talk about a lot of things. I talk about things that are going on, things that are happening around me, things that we're dealing with. And sometimes when I get through, 
it's like I have to exhale. I think that was part of the title that I was going to name this. It's, it's like I'm exhaling. There's just been so, so much going on. And um, I was out one day last week and I, I went out. It was, it was in the evening, like early evening. And I came, turned onto the highway leading off my drive and traffic was backed up from here to Kalamazoo in every area, every street, every road. There was nothing but a line of cars and I couldn't see any visible reason why this was taking place. There were cones all around the street. There was no one out, no police officers or anything like this until I got about five blocks up and then I saw one police um, man on a, a, a motorbike just sitting there, sitting on the side, just watching traffic. There was no traffic lights out, nothing, no car accidents in every direction. I mean, every direction. It was just packed. And I was like, what in the world is, is going on? But, you know, I was cool because I had my worship music playing and I'm navigating through. And then I realized, although I turned and went what I thought was going to lead me to a clear street to get, you know, where I was heading, I realized that they had all that blocked off. So the cars like myself, we went through, but we still had to turn off. And I mean, every street was blocked up. So I said, okay, well, I just won't go where I was going and I'm you know with so much traffic that I didn't even want to turn back around and go home so knowing the streets so well because I've been driving around them so you know so long I knew what to do to maneuver out of the traffic and I just got out of the traffic left the area for a few hours never did hear or understand what it was all about and the interesting thing is as I was sitting at a light um Cars were, you know, piled up behind me. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, comes an ambulance, a fire truck coming out of the, uh, you know, the fire department. And I'm like, hmm, this is really interesting. It's seeming at the very worst moment, the worst time, now a fire truck needs to get through. And what I said was, and what I felt was, like it was a drill. It didn't feel real. I felt like I was in the midst of you know, a, a, a computer game, something that my son would play on his Wii or Sega or something. It, it didn't feel real. It felt like a drill to me. And then I had to really sit back and think. It was almost like a test was going on that we weren't privy to the information of why it's going on, but it didn't phase me. It didn't concern me. It didn't really, it didn't do a whole lot because these are the times that we're living in. And in these days, we should grow to expect just about anything. And that's how I look at it. You know, I just go from day to day, just trusting in the Lord and knowing that no matter what, he has it, you know. And so I just went on about my business and, you know, went on to enjoy my day. It, You know, I, I don't know what it was about. When I came back in the evening, things had lightened up a lot, but... It's, it's just strange times that we're living in. And so I just expect things to just happen. In fact, I did some podcasts 
and I, I just realized today before I signed on, I went back and looked at the very first episode that I did on fear. And I was surprised to know that I began this podcast back on May 25th, 2020. So in a few days, it would actually be uh, one year. And so, you know, I thank God for that. I, this is about the 134th, I believe, episode. And then I was doing the other podcast for a few months. Reset Today with Stephanie J, which is still available on some platforms and also um, on YouTube. And so collectively, I have about 170 plus podcasts. And the average length of my podcast is like 40 minutes. That's a whole lot of speaking. That's a whole lot of encouragement, a whole lot of word that has gone out. And so I thank God for that. I know that it's not in vain. I check my statistics periodically and I see that people are still listening I see the numbers going up on you know the podcast so you know we plant the seeds and the bible says some plant some water but yet God gives the increase and so I've I've definitely enjoyed this time podcasting but I know where I am and I I don't want to lose the fervor or the intensity or even the passion for what I'm doing. And for me, it becomes easy sometimes if I try to divide myself, just spread myself a little bit too thin. And so I'm going to move on. And um, one of the things that I, I wanted to mention because of the day, because of the time, because of how things are shifting, you know, um, we're, we're living in the end times. The Bible clearly states uh, that we are living in the last days. These are perilous times and it gives us instruction on what we should do and the things that we should focus on. And my, my mind is kingdom oriented. I've always been there and I've always had the message. I've always read through the word, especially the gospels, the new Testament, Jesus's mission and focus was on the kingdom, the apostles, taught the kingdom. John the Baptist taught, repent, the kingdom is at hand. And there are just things that we already know that are inevitable. No matter how much we pray, no matter how people try to rally together, no matter how people try to petition or march, there are just some things that we cannot stop. And so for me, it's just time to make sure all of my ducks are lined up in a row because as sure as I'm sitting here as sure as I'm listening to this music as sure as I'm talking to you and I'm going to start it again as as sure as I'm talking to you Jesus is on his way to return to this earth and this this thing that we call life this thing here is going to end so it's not really too important to me this is just my view and I'm not trying to impress or put anything on anyone we all are free thinkers you have a brain just as I have a brain God has given us all one and he intended for it to be used but I am living my life not just for this time here I'm living to live again I am preparing for eternity the word of God says let each one work out his own soul salvation before the Lord that's what I'm supposed to be doing And I don't have time to lose my focus, not anymore. I don't have time to be worrying about folk 
and what they want to do or people who want to continue doing the same thing over and over and over again, like the children of Israel wandering in the wilderness, people who want to live the same kind of lives, people who want to have the same old conversations. Listen, time out for all of that. And it's, it's just so interesting See, I don't normally listen to the radio. Even when I'm at home, my my system is set to CD. Um, and sometimes I'll use Bluetooth and plug my phone up. Or sometimes I'll just bring my tablet or phone uh, downstairs, plug it up to the speaker while I'm doing stuff. And very seldom, only when I'm in a car sometimes. But usually in a car, I listen to two different Christian radio stations where they play music. Once in a while, I would listen to a sermon or something if I happen to hear it or catch it. But today, um, the station, the Christian station was on, but there was preaching. And while I was driving and traveling, I had an opportunity to hear about four different messages. And so I didn't I didn't plug up my phone or put on my playlist or anything. I just sat there and I listened to the word and I just noticed certain things just kept coming across from different you know, preachers, and it, and it was just lining up with things that was already in my spirit. Uh, I came downstairs at five o'clock this morning, and I was at my kitchen sink, and I was thinking because I was already thinking about doing a podcast today, and I wanted to mention again when Jesus said in the Gospels that when He returned, it would be like the days of Noah. So I was thinking about my time out in D.C. yesterday. And I was like, wow, you know, it was like D.C. was waiting to exhale. People were out and about in D.C. like they just thought it was going to be the last day on this earth. And they were just like, hey, we're going to get out here and have a good time. I saw no evidence of COVID, no um, parameters. You know, if you travel through D.C., and I've been there quite a few times, even, you know, since COVID, they blocked off a lot of the streets and even the restaurants and the businesses that have reopened, they have sidewalks set up where they have tables and chairs for dining and, and things of this nature. And so everywhere I went, and I mean, I'm driving and driving everywhere it was so crowded. The streets were crowded and places that once were closed, they're reopened. And what I saw was all of these restaurants and I saw like a club and, and one was across from it. They had outdoor seating and it was set up like a reception hall. And I saw round tables with five or six chairs around them and people were all around these chairs. People were laughing. They had their drinks, their glasses and people were sitting up in each other's faces and, and nobody had on masks. I was looking at people walking up and down the street. People were walking their dogs. Oh my goodness, DC and, and these dogs. People were walking their dogs. They weren't wearing masks. Um, and I'm just observing this everywhere I drove or went. And then at one point, I reached my destination. And surprisingly, well, not really, because I did pray about it. I have to pray when I go to D.C. I'm like, Lord, you got to open up a parking spot for a sister up in here because I can't be walking 15 blocks or, you know, leaving my car unattended. I'm not as comfortable just leaving my car anywhere 
you know, and I don't know the streets and stuff all like that. Sometimes I have to get my, you know, um, GPS to walk the different streets because of the way that they turn. But anyway, um, I found a meter and they weren't charging for the meter. So, you know, I left my car and had to go a few blocks from where I left my car. But as I'm walking, I'm just looking at people and everybody's acting like, you know, COVID has just disappeared. And I know we're a lot more lapsed. I know things have loosened up some, you know, but people are going back to, you know, like it was. And I'm like, mm, no, I don't know about all that. You know, we cool, but I, I don't need you all up in my face like that. And I don't want to be all up in anybody's face. One of the things that I try to explain to someone in my life, they just are so trusting and think that because they're in a certain environment, oh, nobody up in here has COVID. It's like, yeah, but you keep that mask on when you come in my presence, because I don't know where you are, who's where, who's doing what, who's, you know, and I'm sure a lot of people that got it thought that they wouldn't get it, you know, so I don't, I'm not totally convinced that we're out of the woods like that. And I'm not going to be socializing and all hug. I saw people talking. They're like right in front of each other's faces. One person had a mask under their chin. I was somewhere else and they had the mask under their chin and the three people around them, they were all standing and huddled up in each other's face. And I'm just like, mm, I'm just observing this. Okay. So I was in DC for a few hours and, um, walking back, I decided not to use my GPS. I just thought I knew the way I was like, okay, go around this street, cut off here, come around Connecticut. I did like a half circle around and my car would be right in this corner on this corner by this meter. Right. <laughs> I got back to the corner that I thought my car was parked and I was nowhere near where my car was. <laughs> and the funny thing is my battery was on red. So my phone was like about to die. And so I had to put in the streets where I parked and all that. And then by the time it was getting hot. So I was like, Lord Jesus, where's my car? <laughs> and I had to go back, you know, get in my car. And then, um, I put in another location somewhere else that I wanted to travel in Virginia. And then I went out there and it wasn't as crowded as DC, but it was still crowded. And so I found another meter to park by. That's one thing about Virginia and DC. They don't play about their money. You got to pay to park. You got to pay to have your car in front of your door. I mean, they are going to tax you for every little thing. So anyway, this meter they were charging and it so happened that the man was out there, you know, and so I put all my little change and stuff in and went over to uh, a Whole Foods grocery, got some more quarters and stuff. He was like, you know, tickets are like 11 or $16, depending on how much your time. And I'm like, I'm not paying no 11 or $16 for no parking spot. So I made sure I was cool. But then when I came back out, several cars that were lined up, they had tickets on their car. But anyway, so I'm just walking around in wonder, just looking at people. Nobody with their mask on. People were laughing. People were sitting out on, you know, benches and chairs and sitting at restaurants. And I was like, mm, really? Are, are, are we really in the clear like that? I mean, I understand. I know it was difficult for all of us, especially when we were on lockdown. And me, I am not a person... 
I don't mind being home sometimes. I enjoy being home and I enjoy my home, especially these days. But, you know, it's it's a difference in choosing to stay home than go, you know, uh, being forced to stay home. And there was a long period of time where we were all quarantined and stuff. And I know that feeling what it was like when we were able to get up and go out. And even when we were quarantined, we were in the car, we get in our car, take drives, especially on Sundays. You know, we, I'd go to the grocery store. I, I went to the grocery store by myself because I did not want my son out in the midst of anything. So that I would do, go get our groceries and stuff and then I'd come back home. And, you know, we have a backyard and things like that. And I know people were going stir crazy, but it didn't affect me that much because I've always been a more of an introverted homebody type person. I don't like being all up in other people's houses. I like my way of living. I've always been like that. And so I could cope with it and I could deal with it, especially as long as I have music and sermons and books. And I mean, we have a closet full of all kinds of games. You know, my son has Wii. We play Wii a lot more and Sega Genesis and Pac-Man and all of that, you know, but, it, you know, it, it is what it is. I, I wake up every day and, and, and my mindset is different because I know, God, anytime you can crack that sky, I know that this is not going to go on forever. And I also know that there are things that I need to do. There are things that I need to complete. The question that I've been asking for, what is it that you want me to do in this hour? What is it that you need me to do? Why is it that my mother, and and that's one another thing I wanted to mention, it usually affects me around this time of year before I even realize it's creeping up. But May the 26th would be my mother's uh, birthday. And um, hadn't really thought about it until the wee hours this morning. But I haven't seen my mother now in 24 years. She she. I was 26 when my mother died of an aneurysm unexpectedly in 97. And so 24 years, my mother has not been on the face of this earth. And so she would have been celebrating her birthday. And, you know, it's been a long time, but there's something about when you lose your mother. I've, I've lost my brother. I had only one sibling, you know, my grandmother close aunts and people that I grew up under and around and it it all it still affects me it still hurts it never goes away but that feeling of the person who gave birth to you that woman the person who held me who fed me who nurtured me who I can never talk to or see my mother on the face of this earth again and that is something that it just, that void, it just never goes away. And so, you know, I'm aware of that, but it also puts me to mind that there is a time as Ecclesiastes said, there's a limit, there's a season to everything. And so now I'm like, okay, God, I'm still here. There are many times that the enemy could have taken me out. There are many things that could have knocked me down and I could have stayed down for the count. But because of the grace of God, because of my upbringing, because of my foundation, I knew what to do. 
And now I'm back. And in this season of my life, I am back like never before. I give all praise to God. I tell Satan, you should have took me out when you had the chance. You'll never have another opportunity to get me down. You'll never have another opportunity to see me over in left field, walking hazed in days like I don't even know who I am because I know who I am. And also I know who's I am. And so I'm not playing his games anymore. And I'm free. I'm free. My son would just be like looking at me if he was sitting here. Um, he went up to take his shower after we came in. I took mine. I'm all, you know, refreshed and I have some cooking to do and, you know, some, some reading to do. I bought myself a book yesterday while I was out and I'm eager to get to, uh, my reading and stuff, but I'm just chilling. But he gets so annoyed because I've been listening to, as I talked about on another podcast, I just recently discovered Kanye West, uh, Jesus is King CD. And also I started listening to some of his music from his uh, Sunday services that I'd never watched. I missed like over a year of these amazing songs and especially the remakes of some songs that were like my favorite on the planet, like Week by SWV and Rain by Escape, all these songs that I had never heard. And so I've been listening to them, but there's a song that they sing, um, Father, I Stretch My Hands Unto You, No Other Help I Know. Kanye is rapping on the song, but then at the end of the song, he just keeps saying, you know, I just want to be liberated. I, 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 you know, and I don't know why this has been a couple weeks now, but something about that, it just grabbed me. And I, I kid you not. I wake up. I did it early this morning. I wake up no matter what I'm listening to. Sometimes I go to bed before the evening. I will end the evening listening to the word or reading the word. I, I, yesterday I had my playlist on and I'm listening to all kinds of worship music. The only thing that keeps thumping around in my brain is Kanye's voice with that little, that one little piece right there. And my son's like, don't you like anything else about those songs? He said, you just keep, you know, the other day I was at the table and I looked up and he was just staring at me. He said, mommy, you're humming at the table. He said, and you're humming that. I just, I said, oh, you know what? I don't even, I'm sorry. I didn't even realize it. He's like, yeah, you do it so much, mom. You don't even realize it is. That thing is so stuck in my spirit. I can't get it out. When I wake up throughout the day, I start trying to hum or think or something. And I get right back to that. I don't even know what the, the title of the song, because they're saying, you know, I just want to wake up with that beautiful. I want to wake up with you in that beautiful morning or something. And then the choir saying, I, yai, yai. And then Kanye comes in and, and they're like, no other help I know. And then Kanye comes in. I just want to be liberated. I just want to be liberated. I just want to be liberated. And he just keeps saying it. And I don't know why, but that's so stuck. And I was like, well, maybe that was like the cry of my heart, the cry of my soul for so long. And now I'm not singing anymore that I just want to be liberated because I have been liberated. I've always been free in so many areas of my life, but my mind has truly been liberated. I've truly been freed up. The, the 
shackles have been broken. Even the shackles that have tied me and bound me to people and situations and things that I've allowed in my life for all these years. And I'm living freer than I've ever lived in my life. Glory be to God and God alone. But I'm at a place right now where I wouldn't trade it. And no, I don't like when I look back and I don't, and we're not supposed to look back, but I'm just saying, when I think about all that it took to get me here, the hurt, the pain, the betrayals, the struggles, my goodness, the struggles, years and years of struggling. Yes, even in my marriage, things that I went through, things that I put up with, things that I tolerated with in-laws and people, you know, I was thinking, and I know I need to listen to this at some point, you know, periodically I will go back and listen to some of the prophecies that were recorded and spoken over my life. And as I was driving home, I was thinking about beautiful couple that ministered to me about three or so years ago, the husband and the wife. And at one point, the wife, Pastor Andrea, she left the room while her husband was praying and speaking over me. And she came back and married some stuff that she didn't even know that he said. But one of the things that he said to me was, he said, you know, God is going to break off some spiritual abuse in your life. There's been some misuse in your life. And she said, she came out and said, God is removing false burdens off of your life. She said, you got a lot of people around you putting burdens. Now, I'm not making this stuff up because I have it recorded on tape. And some of those prophecies I have aired on YouTube, especially the one of my pastor prophesying and praying over me at the age of 12. But she said, God is going to release you. You have people putting false burdens on you that aren't even yours. And sometimes I regret and I, I carry bitterness and resentment for so many years and so many seasons because I've allowed people to keep me bound and chained. People using my gifts, using my wisdom, using my time, my resources. And I listened to a lot of people that I had respect for and that I thought just knew better or had more wisdom and knowledge than I did in certain situations. I would go to them and we'd be discussing stuff and I'd tell them, well, this is the situation. This is what I've been dealing with. I prayed about it. I've been fasting over it. I don't really have clarity, but I don't think that I'm still supposed to be dealing with this in this season and something. I think God is telling me to make a move and they would always instinctively say, well, no evangelists. Or, you know, no, I, I really believe God wants you to hang in there. There's something. So I listen to these people and here I go 10 and more years down the road, taking my time, getting somewhere because I'm struggling with stuff that I should have been put down. Does anybody out there feel what I'm saying today? I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know who this last message is for, but I know I'm liberated this morning. I know that I'm free this morning. I'm exhaling this morning. No, I'm not walking around like everything is hunky-dory. I'm not walking around like we're out of the, the woods for sure with COVID. And as sure as I'm sitting here talking to you, if you search the internet right now, and I don't do a whole lot of that, I don't listen to a whole lot of news and broadcasts. I don't read a whole lot of stuff to feed my spirit with that, but they're already talking about this in in 158 or whatever the case may be. Now they're talking about a new virus that, that uh, that's supposed to be deadly and they're talking about fungus here and this is coming and all of that. They're always going to keep coming with something. The enemy moves to move you with fear. That's why, and I said this before, 
I never one time have gone out in a storm forecast when they talk about, oh, you know, we're going to have storm. We're going to get these many feet of snow in it. And then people go in the stores and clean out the shelves. You can't find bread. You can't find water. You go to Walmart. People's carts are filled. to. I never one time shopped like that. I went out and picked up a few things or picked up what I needed. I shopped as I normally would and I trusted God and never once had we been affected by the storm. I remember, and I think I said this on another podcast, uh, when we first moved to Virginia, I guess our first two or three years, we had a really bad like ice storm and it was a lot of snow around and you know, my kids were younger and we went out this particular day. And we had to walk. I didn't have my car then. And so it was cold. And, you know, uh, we carried as much as we could carry. And I bought some candles and, you know, a few things and some, you know, quick things. To, and, and people are all around us. They were uh, losing electricity and stuff. And through the whole storm, it lasted for a few days. Through that entire storm, we never lost power. And so we're sitting there playing a board game. And my daughter, I don't know <laughs> Oh my goodness, she probably was about 10, 11 at the time, something like that. And she was like, well, at least we didn't lose power. Like, And before she could finish the phrase, something went, and the power just shut down. And we sat in the dark, cracking up, laughing. And of course, I went and got the candles that I had just went to the store and bought. And within, you know, probably about an hour or so, power was restored. And so we had never even been affected through the storms. Why? Because I stood on his word. I trusted God. For many years, I grabbed a hold. I shared this with you. I'm going to remind you of some things that I've said. You're more than welcome. If you so desire, go back and listen. I have 134 podcasts on this particular uh, show. You can go back and listen to them all the way back to number one on fear. And uh, I think I did one on grief and so many different topics. And so, okay, I guess I'll let this play. This one my son calls lounging. Um, And I am just lounging on the edge of my L-shaped sofa. So I'm lounging today. I'm chilling out the heat. But um, I've always stood on Psalm 91 more than any other Psalm. And I have many favorites. I could never pick one Psalm 27, Psalm 37, Psalm 71, you know, Psalm 148, Psalm 150, Psalm 73, Psalm one, Psalm 23. I have some go-to songs, songs, but Psalm 91 was one that I grabbed hold of and I would pray over my children and declare that word and never really had too much happened even all the years of rearing them and raising them. I thank God for that. Even now they're at college, graduated on their own and God still keeps his hand on them. And I still stand on that word. I still pray those words over them. Even as of this morning, early this morning, God, I thank you that you have given your angels charge over us. I thank you that your angels have charge and I will name them. I thank you, oh God, that wherever they go, angels are bearing them up in their arms and they are protected lest they dash their foot against the stone. I thank you, oh God. I know how to pray his word. I know how to stand on his word and it has kept me even through the hard seasons. I have been through some stuff, y'all. One day I keep saying I'm going to write a book and it'll be a like a oof. One day I'll get to it, maybe, before it's all said and done. 
I'm going to have to post some papers and all kinds of stuff because people wouldn't believe it. People always tell me, I would never know that you've been through or that you're going through because of the way you carry yourself. I, wasn't it David in the Psalms that said, I went in and out and behaved myself wisely. You don't always have to wear your emotions on your sleeves or let people know what you're going through. But just because I'm walking around here making it look like nothing's going on, I'm in the midst of some things right now. But I don't let it show because I'm not worrying about it. I'm not in control of it. Hey, God, this is on you. I put this in your hands. In fact, I'm so kingdom focused and kingdom minded that I don't even take the time. I said it before. I'm like Nehemiah. I'm on that wall. I can't come down. I'm busy doing the Lord's work. I went out again on um, last Friday to feed uh, less fortunate people. And I get so energized and so refreshed. When I do this, I really wish that I had never stopped. You know, things changed a lot uh, when when COVID came and things like that. And I knew I didn't want to go back to, you know, a whole lot of cooking and preparing. I mean, my electric bill had skyrocketed the last time, you know, that we did that because I was really in here fixing like chicken and baked chicken and meat loafing, potato salad and greens and you know, homemade cake and puddings, um, not pudding. Uh, I don't know why I'm thinking about pudding. Oh, because we gave out some puddings in the meals this week. Um, chili, homemade chili and, and crackers and cold drinks. And I mean, I was doing barbershop dinners at the time and I just didn't want to go all the way back through that. And I, I'm just a type of person. This is just me. And I'm, I'm not saying this to brag. This is just me. This is the type of person I am. I don't just give people anything because they're on the streets. I've had, I had somebody say to me one day, they were going out and I'm here, I'm making all these fantastic platters and I'm taking them to the barbershop and then looking for homeless people on the street to feed all of this delicious food. And they were like, well, you know, with this organization, they were like, yeah, well, we feeding them peanut butter and jelly. And if they don't like the, the attitude was all wrong. It was like, if they don't like that, oh, well, you know, you, you can't be choosy and you out. And I was like, wow, but that doesn't mean that, you know, you just give people anything. I don't give anything, anything to anyone that I wouldn't want. And I treat people the way I would want to be treated. And so I was like, okay, Lord, how can I do this? I just started praying for a strategy. First week, I went and bought already made sandwiches and packed other stuff with it, granola bars and fruit and things like that. And this week, um, I had to go to the grocery store and I said, oh, you know, Giant and some other markets around here, they have the already prepared, they have like the hot foods and stuff. So I said, okay, I'll go out and I'll get um, chicken and see how the Lord works when you make up your mind to do something for his kingdom. Um, they have meals where you can buy, you can get like a, a whole platter of chicken or a whole chicken, uh, chicken tenders. And then you can get the sides for like, um, $10. Uh, you can get like a whole meal like that. And then sometimes they'll sell like the individual chicken and be like seven, $8 or whatever the case may be. Well, I just so happened to go at a time where they were marking down, the hot foods after, you know, they cook them for a while and they sit, you know, they'll mark them down. So I ended up buying three whole trays of chicken that had just been marked down. And so, you know, they have sides and stuff, noodles and things like that. And so I got that stuff and I bought an, another case of waters. I froze the waters up when I came home 
And I got up in the morning after, you know, we did our worship and lessons and things that we needed to do. And then I went in my kitchen and I started to prepare the meals to take out. And, you know, we boxed them up and everything. And we have these little cards that I made. Um, they're like a little bigger than index cards. And they're just blank white cards. So I put, you know, Jesus hearts for loves and you. That's it. No business card. No from this. I didn't put my ministry name on it, which is necessity for love ministries. Uh, I founded that back in 2003. And so pretty much everything that I started doing from that point uh, was done from necessity for love ministries, whether it be giving out books and CDs, Bibles, gifts to people, gifts to mothers on Mother's Day at churches and things like that. But my passion has always been feeding people. And I've done it everywhere I've gone from jobs to school to churches, you know, and my grandmother would say, that's your gift, baby. God put the gifts of helps in you. And that's what I saw her doing when I was a kid walking the streets of Germantown, uh, Pennsylvania with her growing up in Philadelphia. I saw the kindness of my grandmother and it transferred over to me. And so I really was eager to get back to doing something like that. And so I said, you know, this was my prayer, my prayer release. I said, God, I spent years of giving to all kinds of people. I've worked in all kinds of ministries. I've supported my family. I've supported my in-laws. I've cast my pearl before swine too many times to remember. I've given a lot of things, a lot of time, a lot of money, a lot of resources, a lot of clothing. I've given until I've given until it hurts sometimes. I used to give away my clothes so much that I would come to seasons and hardly have nothing. I'd have to go start all over again with coats and shoes and all kinds of stuff. But I did it because that was what I wanted to do. And I said, God, in this season, no more of that. No more of that. Lead me to those who want what I have to offer, who will appreciate it. Lead me to the people who are hungry and want to be fed, to the people who will appreciate it because it takes time to do everything, time and money. I still hand out money sometimes on the street, but I think a meal would go a lot a, a longer way than just a couple dollars here and there. And like I said, I can't, you can't, we cannot just give to everybody that's on the corner. I pass people on the street coming home and I stop and I say prayers for them. If I had something in my car, I would give it to you now. But I put those meals, I put those platters together and then in the bags, we you know we put apples and we put um, puddings and some and cookies and some and cake and the other ones and cold bottles of water. And then I put the water in a, a insulated bag and we put that stuff, we took it in the car and for a while, about 20 minutes, I was just riding around looking for people and I was like, God, where are the people? I found like two people up one end and then I rode all the way up the highway and then I found the lady sitting on the side of a 7-Eleven. I went to a couple of the 7-Elevens where we used to give meals out and they were like men standing over on their phones smoking cigarettes and things like that. So I left there and then I went down. I said, oh, okay, I know another 7-Eleven and it's near a church that I used to minister at. And so there were about five, maybe six people out there and I had about four meals left in the box and four cold waters. So I just walked over and asked them. I said, you know, I only have like four left, but is anybody interested in, and they start coming over and I was heartbroken 
because one of the girls out there was a teenager who went to the church. It's a long story. I don't have time. I know her mother very well, have known her mother for about 18 years. I have ministered to her mother. I have tried to help her mother through the years. And the last time that I saw her in 7-Eleven with some man that I could look right away and tell was somebody that she didn't need to be hanging out with. Now she's out on the street and she wasn't around. Her daughter was there and the man came over and he took it and he said, here, you know, give this, this is for you and your mom. And then he stood in front of me. He said, thank you so much. He said, you know, they're not going to appreciate it, but you know, I said, you know what? And it's okay if they don't, I said, at least you do God bless you or whatever. And I went home feeling heavy. I did. I felt really heavy because it's like no matter what you do, it never feels or it seems to be enough. But like I said on the last podcast as I was ending and I'm about to end this, we can all do something. And I hope and I pray that if you are not at that place, that you will arrive at the place where I have after so many years of spinning and turning my wheels, giving out, giving out, pouring out to people who didn't appreciate it, people sometimes who didn't deserve it. There were people who didn't need it. There were people who took advantage. People can sense when you're empathetic, when you have a heart, when you are a giver. And don't think that Satan won't send people around to use, misuse, and manipulate manipulate your gifts. So having said all of that, Stephanie J is exhaling like never before. And when I tell you, I, as the old folks would say, I ain't studying nothing. I ain't studying nothing. I ain't studying nobody, no thing, no weapon formed against me will prosper. There is nothing that the enemy can do. There is nothing else he can take from me. There is no more ground he's going to get. The Bible says, give not place to the devil. So that tells you that you have a position and you can stop the devil from gaining entry. But what it is, a lot of people don't want to do the first part of it, which is uh, what the book of James said. James says, people always, I always hear people say, you know, all you got to do is resist the devil and he'll flee from you. No, he won't. It's the first part of that verse that you need to heed. And I'm going to say it for you today. The first part of that verse says, therefore, submit yourself unto God. Then it says, resist the devil and he will flee from you. The devil's not going to uh, flee from you if you're out there playing his games, if you're out there enjoying the pleasures of his sin for a season, if you're out there on his territory, if you're opening and exposing yourself up or connecting yourself to things that give him legal ground. That's a whole nother podcast. And maybe one day I'll get to, you know, to deal with a lot of these topics because it's still a lot of stuff in me. But if you're giving him place, oh, he can come right on in. But I sealed up all the doors. I shut the doors. I sealed up all the cracks. I done did some spiritual cleansing, some pruning. Oh, nope. This door is closed. Not open it again. Been here with you too long. Been going around this mountain too long. Been watching you and your ways. Too many wishy-washy, up and down, unstable people who no matter what you tell them, they're not going to listen. I said, God, I don't have time for it anymore. It's time for me to get on my mark. It's time for me to start pressing like never before because I got to make it in. I don't know about you, but he's not going to come back and not find faith on earth where I'm concerned. He's not going to come back and find me like the days of Noah. I'm not 
out here eating and drinking and, and giving in marriage and, and worrying about getting back to celebrations and this and doing that. And I'm not worried about none of that. All I'm doing is keeping my eyes on the prize. I'm staying focused. There is no thing, no person, no body, not here, not anywhere that is going to take me off my track ever again. I hear you. I love you. I'm going to keep it moving. I have a lady right now. She actually called me earlier today. I can't really say that she's a friend. She's just somebody that I've known for more than 15 years. And periodically we would talk and I had a chance to see her some months ago and she's still kind of talking the same stuff and I'm kind of patient with her because I know she has some troubles and she's always talking this you know well this person this and this and my family and I'm trying to do this for me and she's always that woe is me and I would tell her well you know stop letting people do stuff like that you got to stop well yeah you know it's my family and I really love them and I'm, I'm really praying for this and I'm really praying so she got upset with me a few weeks ago and I know she did because she stopped calling me she didn't call me for over three weeks where she was texting and calling me you know periodically and then she decides okay well I don't you're not answering me or giving me what I want so I'm just gonna put you to the side so then I get a, a belated Mother's Day message and then now she's trying to call me again. Well, guess what? You got to leave a voicemail, honey, because I'm going to keep it moving. You're not going to nobody. That's this is for anybody. Nobody's going to keep using me or misusing. I'm too valuable. I know who I am. I am royalty. I am the daughter of the king. Nobody's going to use me when they want to use me and put me up on the shelf and then think they can keep coming back to me when they need something. I've been there, done it, done it too many times. A sister is exhaling and I leave you with peace and blessings and whatever is going on in your life in this season I pray that when it's all said and done that you realize that Jesus is the answer he is the most important person on the face of this earth there is nobody out here worth losing your soul there's nobody out here worth missing the kingdom and I will not do it not for anything or anybody I'm going on with Jesus you be blessed